and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. I'm Benjamin Holden and welcome <laughs> to our Chester welcome Home. Welcome to our, our Chester Home 2021 on Instagram. Um, this is the new, this is actually no, it's technically at all not the new setup, but it is for now whilst the office is being built. So we don't really have a choice but to film here, but it's really comfortable actually. It's pretty cool, isn't it's quite, it? Well, it's obviously it's very because homely. it's very homely <laughs> to state the obvious, but it's quite chill. I'm enjoying. It. I mean, you are very far away from me, but by the by, but I'm like sat in a corner, aren't I? I'm kind of like lounging. Mm. I'm slouch, lounging, slouching, slouching. This is the closest to me. But obviously, we mentioned this in a couple of podcast episodes a few weeks ago. <laughs> We'd be in the new setup, yeah, and, and it's finally here. We are finally here. Technically, many, it's a it's a little hold setup, isn't it? It is many many weeks later than when it was supposed to be, but yeah, we're going to be doing the new podcast office and setup um, over the next couple of weeks. That will be coming up very shortly. Also, I have just filmed a whole house tour, which by the time this episode comes out, that will be up on my YouTube channel. So if you want to check it out, go over there, show some love. If you want to be a nosy bastard, check it out. Basically. Yeah, it's an empty house tour. We're getting everything done at the moment. We actually have the decorator come in to collect a key today. And then they're going to strip the wallpaper, which you can see behind me. They're doing all the walls, ceilings, everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. So if you're watching the YouTube channel now, anyway, you'll basically be able to see some of it if you're listening on audio. Go over to the YouTube channel. Yeah, pretty <laughs> so much. So you can see. In other news, very important news. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy do you like that? Yeah. It's Lucy's birthday today. Happy it is birthday. my birthday. It's my 25th birthday, Have chapter you, 25. Chapter 25? How yeah. do you feel? All right. I, th- I don't really feel like it's my birthday, to be honest. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad, isn't it? I don't right. know. I think because we've, we've got too much going on to focus on a birthday. That's what I was like with my like, birthday. Like, well. we have an app launching. We've just moved house. Yeah. So I can't, do you know what I mean? It's really busy, weird. Busy it's a really busy time. But you can't, like Birthdays I said, Birthdays are fun. You can't forget about celebrating you. Yeah. That's what it is, the celebration of you. Celebration of your day of birth. Yes. Your, your presence your creation, into life. Your presence, your vibes. Yeah. We have an exciting weekend plan. I think I'll be excited for that. Oh, okay. More than my actual day so, of birth, which is today. I've done Lucy's birthday a little bit different this year. So I gave her uh, some... The small presents this morning, which she opened, and now next, what she's got coming up is four cards. I bought four new cards, which she's gonna get one per day. I don't know how I've not found those, by the way, being Bec- so tired. Because I plan different stuff off different days, and basically, <laughs> they're not so much presents, but well, obviously, not presents in a card, but they're basically things that we are doing over the next four days, and I give her one a day, and then that's what you'll be getting. So it's like, I suppose that is so nice. It's a bit of a drag That is like birthday. the most thoughtful present though. That's what type of guy I am. But I, I wonder how I've not found those. You must have really hidden them because I've I've turned this house upside down in terms of tidying. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look because you're going to try and look somewhere where they are. Yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Definitely not, not down here. But uh, yeah, so that is pending. I'm sure you'll see some of the stuff that we're doing on the Yeah, ground. you'll see on Instagram for sure. But yeah, wish pop over to the YouTube channel and wish LD a happy birthday. Even though this goes up a week after my doesn't birthday, it doesn't matter. Birthday. Belated birthday, you have to you have to carry birthday out for a week now, do. don't you? You got to be an absolute drama queen. Yeah. And in other exciting news, th- this is I think this is the first podcast we've actually been able to announce it, 
and we can give you something tangible to go towards. So, after 13 long months, after blood, sweat, tears, feces, tantrums, everything, the app is now officially coming this week. I was just looking at the diary. It's literally, when this podcast goes live, the app will be launching in two days. Was it one day? No, two days, because this will go up on the 17th. And then the app launches. It'll be out in one or two days. It's out on Friday, the 19th of November. Beat the Black Friday. So if you are not currently a member of the Micro School... The, the basically the brand new app is going to be out on the Friday. If you're a current member, by the way, you're already a part of the family, you're already a part of the furniture, you're already a part of the gang, you need to do Sweet FA. You are already a part of it. You will be able to download the app for free. So kick back, chill, and you'll be able to download the app once it is live on App Store using your current credentials and logins. Mm-hmm. If you're currently not a member, firstly, what the fuck are you doing? But secondly, you can click the link that will be in the podcast description notes, or you can click the link on the YouTube channel, which will take you uh, to a page. I'll tell you a little bit more about the app, the exact dates and times that it's releasing, and also you will get some dizzy on there as well. Yeah, it's the app is genuinely the most incredible thing you'll ever have in your whole entire life. The whole basis of the My Coach School, which you guys will probably already know, is a very no bullshit approach, and the idea of having a personal trainer in your pocket. You've got two coaches for the price of one. Everything is there for you on this app, which is, I guess, why it's taken us a little bit longer to create because we've designed everything. We've done everything, all the little buttons, dimples, color schemes, wording, everything you'll see. It's an app like no other. And we're literally so excited. So make sure you get yourself on your waiting list if you're not already a member of the My Coach School. Yeah, so on that, like... I think just to reveal some like the production of building an app, it's it's not an app where we've white, where we've got a carbon copy and white labeled it. It's from scratch, which is why it's taken thirty months to create. Which is why there's been um, testing back and forth with the, the development team, the website team, the marketing team. It has cost us as much as a as a house would cost to to purchase. Like we poured a lot into this app because. We believe it's something that our members need. We believe that the service that they deserve should be the best out there. And I believe this fitness app is the best that's, that's going to be out there. So, Yeah, there's no question. There's no question about it. So uh, if you haven't signed up yet, head over to the landing page, that uh, the link in the description. You'll also save 50% on sign up if you're not a member yet. Um, and we'll also be telling you more about it if you pop your email into that box as well. Yes. Very can't excited. Wait. I can't even believe it. it no, I can't. It's weird I'll that we... Have, I'll probably have a mini meltdown when we launch it on Friday. Well, it's weird that we're announcing it because it's something we've we've wanted to announce for so, so long. And the fact we're actually doing it makes me feel a little bit sick because it's yeah. so exciting and nerve-wracking. Like, the apprehension is unbelievable. I don't think I'll ever like do it's crazy. No, no, absolutely will not be anything we were, bigger. We, we, you'll see it on Friday, but we were shooting the advert for it last week. You might have seen something on my story. I honestly never felt like a bigger dickhead in my whole life. I was standing there in front of like 30 people, most of them females, in this lycra green morph suit. I'm sure that you could see more of me than if I was standing there naked. And I was just standing there shouting. Were you actually roaring? Roaring. I was roaring like a tiger. Imagine how embarrassing that is for your ego, by the way. 
my masculinity is just completely being torn down. Yeah. Completely. I, it, very, I mean, roaring yeah. like you roared was better than the roar <laughs> that I did. Mine wasn't even a roar. Mine was like a growl. Oh, I can't wait to see it. You'll see it on Friday, the release video. It's going to be fucking awesome. But yeah, they were just a few things that we had to tell you about today. Mm-hmm. But today's podcast is all about self-sabotage, procrastination, procrastination, and productivity. And they all tie in together. So the reason why people are not productive a lot of the time is due to procrastination, which we'll go into. Mm -hmm. But I think firstly, we're going to more so talk about self-sabotage. Yeah. So I'm sure you've probably pulled up some definition as well of course you are LD. um i pulled up as well and the reason i also want to talk about self-sabotage is because it's something that i have done myself personally and it's something that i had to work through with my therapist when i was talking about it slowly sinking i'm sinking into the sofa it's a it's it's a dangerous situation i'm up i'm up self-sabotage is when we actively or passively take steps to prevent ourselves from reaching our goals this behavior Oh, God, pardon me. This behavior can affect nearly every aspect of our lives, be a relationship, a career goal, or a personal goal, such as weight loss. Yeah, to be fair, I got a really similar definition, but mine kind of tweaks on the idea that it's the act of destroying or undermining something in a covert manner, where it usually implies direct and deliberate involvement on the part of the saboteur. Saboteur. <laughs> saboteur. That's why the word is most commonly used in relation to spying or in business situations where an insider is causing damage. Mm-hmm. I think that's a quite a strict definition. I feel like that's very straight to the point in terms of business stuff, but it is technically destroying or undermining something and a lot of it can be done to yourself. Yeah, well... As human beings, we often set very high standards for ourselves, like individually and probably higher than they will, we would set for other people in respect to expectations. And when you fail to meet these standards, that's when you might give yourself a hard time and give yourself some some feedback and some shitty messages from internal, uh, such as, like, I can't do anything right. I'm shit yeah. at this. Why, why do I even bother? Um, why is he better than me than this? I've fucked up. I'm terrible at this. All these kind of negative, um, negative negativity bias, basically, isn't it? Which we deteriorate and builds up inside because you keep telling yourself you're this, you're this, you're this, and then obviously you you become it. So I think those standards that you set yourselves are a, a fair sort of stumbling block to falling into those characteristics, characteristics and behaviors of self sabotage. Well, it's the destructive behavior that you're doing to yourself. So like you said there, the negative self-talk, essentially being really, really nasty to yourself. And a lot of the time, you don't realize you're actually doing it. So people look in the mirror and be like, whatever they're saying about themselves in a really nasty way. But when the negative habits consistently undermine your own efforts, so your personal efforts, they can be considered a form of psychological Mm self-harm because you're doing it so much and it's so habitual you're really negatively self-talking. People don't realize they're doing it. Yeah. It almost becomes a subconscious habit being nasty to yourself. I say being nasty, it's it. 
it's kind of having that toxic relationship with yourself, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. And undermining your own efforts and your abilities, but doing it, I'm, it must be doing it on like a really intense scale. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever self-sabotaged in a really intense scale. Maybe except when I had my eating disorder, that I was mean, a bad time. I think it's hard to make those those links. And I think once you're in that self-sabotage mode, it's very difficult to really know that you're in it and it's it's yeah that's what i mean it's it's really hard to point out because you're in that spiral of it and it can be learned from a really young age and if even for me now and i think this is one of the reasons why it kind of sparked my full process on it this week because you give yourself these negative sort of you give yourself this negative feedback it makes you feel like you're unworthy. Like I, it just, I think being in this house, I doesn't feel like it's mine still. Almost like I'm not worthy of it. Yes. I had those, I had those thoughts when I first came into the house. I still don't feel like it's our home either. I feel like we're staying somewhere else. In someone else's house. In someone else's house, or like a bougie Airbnb or something crazy. I think, I think there's elements of that whenever people move or you get something new in life, but I think it still comes down to like your own self-worth as well yeah i don't i don't think we've done self-sabotage to the extent that it's driven by negative self-talk where we're saying we're unworthy of this or inadequate of this because we know we've worked really hard so self-sabotage can really i guess like plant itself and root itself in negative self-talk where you think as a person you're unworthy of what Mm. you're achieving yeah and that's where it bashes down your own goals and you you feel like you're inadequate to be doing those things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You don't deserve that. You'll fail anyway. That's significant negative self-talk. I don't think I've had that. Wow, my laptop is so hot. Oh my goodness. Feel that. Feel that top bit there. Isn't that hot? Oh my God. Steamy over there. How do I cool that down? Why is it like that? That was a joke, by the way. No, definitely. I was joking as well. Um, so my personal experience and story of self-sabotage again comes back to the the period where I had NES and nighttime eating syndrome, and this is one of the things that I went over with my therapist of why does this keep happening, and why because it had nothing to do with real. It had it had a little bit to do with my diet at the time, but we came to the conclusion it was more of a psychological thing rather than a physiological thing. Yeah, and when it first happened, the, the so nighttime eating syndrome for again any new listeners it is when you almost are sleepwalking in the middle of the night. You'll get up, you'll eat a, a, a large amount of food um, without really knowing about it, and then you'll find out in the morning. I got to the point where I was consuming over a thousand calories. I wasn't chewing so properly. It was making my throat bleed. I always got really depressed of it, and used to happen after real highs mm. so when something good happened in my life the the same evening or for example when something was good was happening the next day uh, it happened on my birthdays it's happened on your birthday it's happened when we've been going on holidays i would sabotage those occasions yeah significantly actually so my my therapist was saying it's almost like self-harm 
It is. Um, that's what it is. Psychological. Yeah, it's, it's my psychological self harm because, like drug addicts get, you get this real high from taking a drug. So you're on this high. Something's really good's happening in your life. You're positive. Endorphins are released. You're in a happy place. Place, and you almost feel like you need to bring yourself back down because you're not worthy of being happy. Yeah. And for a lot of us, happiness feels unnerving and. Even though it's all that we want, really, is to, is to be happy. To a lot of us, it feels strange, especially when maybe you've grown up or you've been through experiences in recent years where you've literally just become accustomed to being unhappy, which is which is pretty. It, it makes me feel sad, and it, it's pretty sad when you think about it. But these patterns can be can be learned in e, e, in earlier life, and then you develop these strategies, these coping mechanisms, these behaviors to deal with those situations of being happy to bring yourself back down. Yeah. I was just absorbing what you were saying. Sorry, I spoke quite fast, didn't I? No, it's just quite... There's so many different routes to it. I feel like it can it can happen for so many different reasons, but I just think self-sabotage in general is really damaging to people. And in, in a way, it's setting you up in a number of ways to essentially fail. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing that I actually wrote down about that in terms of, I guess, like the damage it brings to yourself is it eats away at your potential and it doesn't matter yeah. what realm that's in it could be the fitness industry or business or fashion or whatever you're doing in life you could be doing a dissertation like a project and you constantly find that you're falling a bit short of the goals you've set yourself because it's almost like you hit a wall and you don't push past you yeah. don't push past that because you either don't think you're worthy or because you're like, oh, you're going to fail anyway. Oh, I can't do that. Mm. You never actually get to that point of pushing past it, which is why it's so important that people need to recognize if they are self-sabotaging themselves. Yeah. Because it's not an easy thing to recognize, I don't think. No, it's not. It's definitely not. I don't think you even recognized until you understood what self-sabotage was. I didn't understand until my therapist pointed out to me what, what self-sabotage was. I, I didn't realize could, yeah. I was doing it. And I started to realize once I picked up patterns that I'd been doing it for a long time. And I'd been doing it for a long period through my life whenever I'd been successful because I didn't feel worthy of that success. Yeah. Which is, which is sad really because... Like, and different people look at success in different ways. And at the end of the day, I think success for everyone is is being happy whether that you believe that is financial social mental whatever it is i think happiness is is the key thing but i think the reason why people get scared of it is because from happiness comes hope and when you then get hope you hope oh well i'm going to achieve something i'm going to strive in life instead of being unhappy and self-sabotage is almost a way for you to gain back control of the situation mm-hmm. because you when you're happy you don't really know what's going to happen next you become hopeful and things can start happening in life and when you self-sabotage you then you then gain back control of of your life essentially and you then aren't vulnerable because yeah. people become un- uneasy when they're vulnerable and because you're not used to being happy you feel vulnerable so you use self-sabotage to gain back control of the element of your life I guess as well there's that element of guilt Mm -hmm. like feeling disappointed because you think you're failing and you feel guilty for that and almost frustrated with the whole situation and it spirals and I noted here which is actually really interesting people who self-sabotage might also behave passive aggressively 
and have trouble managing anger. Yeah. These tendencies damage relationships with friends, family, and coworkers. Yeah, I think I don't know if that's like an actual fact, but I guess no. if you're so hard on yourself, and I guess over time you're you're lowering your self esteem and you're not thinking you're worthy, you might become more passively passive aggressive through different situations because you're frustrated at yourself. You're not frustrated at other people, but it comes across that you're frustrated. Yeah, I think the one thing you touched on there is is failure and self-sabotage is a big thing in, in respect to fear of failure because if you make yourself fail, then you can never put yourself on the, in the game to win and yeah. you can you can never fail on someone else's turn because you've got control still. So you can never get criticism, you can never get feedback because you're just going to fail anyway, so you mm-hmm. make sure that you fail. And the, one, the thing about spoiling relationships with other people, and that was a massive thing for me, and the reason why I really started to get help was because I didn't want it to hinder my relationship with you and with with other people. Mm. And that's what I was starting to do because I was getting depressed. I was feeling sad about it. I just felt shit about it. And that, I could, and essentially, it was spoiling my relationships with my my life and food and exercise. And I think the the biggest time people do it is with weight loss. They, they start getting places somewhere. They start, oh, I feel a bit good. I feel better in the mirror. I'm doing really well. And then you could you could use an example as like a binge or something else. I'm not saying that's the same for everyone because there's obviously physiological elements where you can be too over-restrictive with diet. But from a psychological perspective, you can use self-sabotage to almost spoil your progress so that you don't get somewhere. Yeah. And that you don't achieve. No, I agree. And I think it's it's a tough thing to swallow. Yeah. And like we just spoke about, one of the biggest ways of getting over it, and I hope this podcast might help, is that is recognizing those those traits and those behaviors, and then you need to be coached out of it. Yeah, I think that's it. And like I said before, with you, I I knew there was so I didn't know what self sabotage was because I've never personally experienced it to your level. Mm-hmm. So when I remember you came out of your therapy session because you're doing it on Zoom at the time. Yeah, it was in lockdown. And you were like, oh, like, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I understand it. It's called self-sabotage. And I was like, what the hell is that? I don't understand what that is. So maybe people who are listening to this podcast might realize in themselves that they, on some element, on some level, are self-sabotaging a little bit. Yeah. And that's okay. I think it's okay that when you realize you're doing it, it can stop and prevent the future damage yeah. from happening. Yeah, 100%. And we've, we've spoke about it with happening with your weight loss journey and, and how it can happen with that, but it can happen in other stuff. And like it can happen in in work, for example, starting to hand stuff in late, self-imploding. Um, and some people will put it down to bad luck. Like, oh, it's just bad luck. But if those bad luck things keep happening all the time, it might be due to like you're self-sabotaging so that you don't ever get that luck or you don't ever get that win because mm. you feel unworthy. Mm. Yeah. And that as well links in really, really well to procrastination mm-hmm. and productivity. Do you know what I didn't realize? So when I was looking at my notes before, I'd Googled productivity mm-hmm. and instantly it came up as a suggestion, productivity for procrastination yeah. So they're linked. The reason that you're not productive is highly likely because you're procrastinating yeah. in some different way. Yeah. And I've never even looked at it like that. I've never thought, 
oh, it, the reason you're not being productive, you're not going through your to-do list, it's simply down to the fact that you're procrastinating. Yeah. I'm like the golden boy of procrastination. Or, or was. You was. Was? You was. I, I you was. were. I were, yeah. I were. I you was. were. You were. I was. I was. You were. Yeah. That. Stop fucking me up here. <laughs> no, but I, I mean. That was pretty bad. You really were quite significantly bad. It's hard. Again, it's another one of those traits that's difficult to recognise. Well, that's my first point. Do you know, do, I'm just trying to think. Do, I, do you know what I used to do? One of the worst things. I would just have my diary in front of me and load my day four stuff absolutely film with everything now that i needed to do yeah didn't it wasn't like oh i've got the rest of the week here it was monday load my day up and i'd look at it and think fuck me i've got loads to do i'm stressed and then i'd use other things like netflix youtube whatever else to take me away from them tasks to almost escape from them that- and that that made things worse then because i don't have less time to do more stuff it's really interesting as well because that's like a a poor productivity trait where you write everything down in your diary, like absolutely everything, but you put it all on one day. You think you're really busy. You look at the list and then your head just explodes because it's like, that's literally impossible for me to get through. But you think you're being productive by writing it down. But the way it's written makes it unproductive. Yeah. I've read a whole book on this. I did. I read the, the Now Habit, didn't I? I read a different book. Do you remember in Australia? The Power Now. No, no, no. I didn't really enjoy that. It was Why? something. Actually, it was quite. A lot of it went into religion, and uh, I'm personally not religious, so I found it quite difficult to. There's no such thing as God, is there? So. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. Atheist or well, antagonist. the big band. This isn't this fucking science. <laughs> so I couldn't relate to it very well. So the whole last half of the book I didn't really enjoy. But it was the a book about being a perfectionist because being a perfectionist is kind of on the level with mild OCD. Yeah. And I really, really struggled in Australia because nothing was organized. There was no routine. Everything was lacking in my life that I felt I needed to have structure with. And I read that book and it was about how you're procrastinating, how to be productive, how to ease yourself into things. And as a perfectionist, that really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. I've not actually read your one. You said it wouldn't be that helpful. helpful I don't think it would be helpful because... because you are like the polar opposite. You are like the most productive person I've ever met in my whole life. Yeah, there's a. I think that's the thing that's some, that when I was a procrastinator as well. Probably pissed you off. Not pissed me off because it's not your <laughs> fault, but it highlighted that I was being slower. I was like, it's, it's like when you compare yourself to other people, it's like Mr. Blobby going, wow, look at Hercules. That's what we were like in the procrastination world. Mr. Blobby the pig You were guy. flexing these productivity muscles. like, <laughs> And I was like, the slob. But I think that's because at uni, I had to be the most productive person on the on the planet. I was juggling so many different things. I found a perfect routine to be really productive. So do my exams, do my dissertation, becoming an online coach, creating Lucy Davis Fit. All of it all happened at the same time. So I think I found a really good way to be productive. Do you know what? There's different, there's different avenues of procrastination. You probably still fall into the procrastination scale on a different wave. Cleaning. No, because you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Well, that that's what that book was about. There's like another... There's like different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't yeah. actually know what they are, but I'm... I'm a perfectionist, so sometimes I end up procrastinating through perfectionism. Yeah, because you want to do everything right first Everything time. perfect. And 
for example, the other day, we've obviously moved to a new area and you... Oh God, were, what are you going to say? <laughs> you, you were maps on us, literally. We're on a retail park. <laughs> Lucy's maps on us to shops on the retail park. This is a really big retail park, No, though. it's not, Lucy. You've been there before. I could throw a stone from one side to the other. Literally. And it's not. I, I only mapped stores from Starbucks to TK Maxx and yeah. then I was like, turn around. It's fucking it's behind, behind you. you. But it's because I was walking off to TK Maxx on my own and yeah. I would have actually got lost because I had to cross a road. But it just shows different people's traits. Like, I'm one of those persons who prefers to wing it and just learn as I go. Did not, that yesterday with Cal and, we, and then we ended up doing like an hour 40 round trip. With, with either. It's just everyone's different, aren't they? The way they approach, yeah. approach things. But um, yeah, procrastination, I was, I was big big on that the what that book definitely helped me it's a really short book it's called the now habit by the way everyone wants to check it out i've mentioned it on the podcast before we actually did a five die five die five die five die motivation, five die motivation mate. right mate five. um where we went through the now habit and there is actually something called the unscheduled sheet which to, to simply explain to people who procrastinate because it's really really good it's a downloadable google sheet um i've can try and find the link and put it in the podcast notes but if i can't then just simply google the unscheduled sheet power uh unscheduled sheet the now habit it'll come up it's like a google document and it helps you basically plan your day backwards so in a sense you put in all the shit that you need to do i.e um the good stuff that you want to do living your life because basically we all we all create these diaries to work and we work to create a better life and we work to create more time to spend with friends family do the shit that we want we want to do but we end up working so much that we never have time for that so the best way that this sheet basically plans that out for you is to put in all the good shit that you want to do first and then work around it because yeah. it, it sounds so stupid like we work to create more free time but you can put the free time in first and work around it. And it makes you work way quicker and more productively because you've already got those breaks in and you're like, oh, I've got that to do, I've got that to do, to do next. And that's, oh, I, w- I wanted to go on the fucking PS4 or PS5 for half an hour. Now I'll just work, get my shit done, then I'll go on it and I can reward myself with that. So it's that it's that um, behavioral psychology of you do a task, it's then completed and you get a reward for it. Really basic. Yeah, it's so interesting though, isn't it? Because that just wouldn't work for me at all. Because I really struggle with not being a perfectionist. So say, for example, and Cal knows this, if I'm shooting a YouTube, it'll be done and edited and uploaded on the same fucking day. And it's a really bad habit that I've got into because I'm so anal about it. I get really significantly paranoid when I haven't done it myself. And Ben and Cal are like, you've got all week. It goes up in a week's time. I can't. I can't stop myself from doing it. And that's something I have to work on all the time because I'm a perfectionist. So I don't procrastinate. I'm the opposite. I don't stop for about five hours and then I'll have about four hours free time. Whereas Ben prefers to do things throughout the day. I prefer to work all morning, all afternoon and then have the whole rest of the time off. And that's fine because I've tried to do it in different ways and sometimes it just doesn't work. But that's still a form of using on schedule sheet. You're just blocking your timing for later in the day so you get all your shit done early. You're still still blocking your free time out. Yeah. And then getting your shit done. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just that there's different ways of chunking it. One of the things that I had actually, and this was the first point, and I think it's a really, really important one to make, is in order to be productive the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that you are procrastinating and you've got to try and do it without judging yourself. 
and getting stressed about not having enough time, it's really hard to recognize that you're a procrastinator. What, like, scrolling on social media. We all do that. All the time, but for hours. Like, you end up scrolling for like an hour when you should be working. That is. TikTok's, TikTok's, you, TikTok's can, you, can get, you can get stuck in TikTok minefields where it's just like fucking time just goes by at a pace which is just unimaginable. Yeah, but I think that's a really sit, important Do you ever set. sit down on the toilet? You do. My God, you don't get up for hours yeah. sometimes. I'll go for a number two and literally a, a time just dissolves, it evaporates. This happened on Sunday, we went for a run and we had loads of people coming around and I needed to go to TK Maxx and get some candles and organise we both had a shower. I had showered, got ready, done my hair and makeup. I'd all, I'd been for my poo already after the run. <sighs> I go in literally 40 minutes later. Benny sat on the same toilet having a poo. And I was like, we need to leave. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done now. I think, Ben, I think you were done 40 minutes ago. What have you been doing? Get a shower. It smells so bad. Like you're just sat in your poo. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that is a serious. I do issue. actually really enjoy my poos and chilling for a little bit, but it's actually not a healthy habit. No, it's not. I'm I'm no, no, in and out. Get me out for of like, that toilet. For, for something to do with your your bowels, it's not actually healthy for your bowels. It's just sat in that position. What like open? It's just like you're preparing them just to fucking <laughs> carry on. Getting, this is a disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. But no, that was the first point acknowledge that you are procrastinating and one of the things you can do is like a really simple way either say it in your head or say it out loud and it can be really simple like stop procrastinating what the fuck are you doing like having like a trigger word that's that's telling you you're being really slow with your work or you're procrastinating i think i must have had some information from this book up because it, it said what you said before as well so you've acknowledged it you can then move on You'll probably stop scrolling on your phone. You'll stop cleaning or whatever you're doing by procrastinating and you'll carry on with your work. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's a good little, have a little trigger word. Could be the word stop. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> what that, are you doing? That's, it was one of those things in the book was to have a, a switch on word almost. Mm-hmm. It's, hard, it's, hard to, um, it's hard to develop that real sort of delving into your mind though, and being conscious of when those things happen but again habits routines they, they take a while to develop but if you can start putting things in motion to well you have to, i guess you have to look at what that distraction is yeah i guess everyone's a, a different but the main one and this kept coming up when i was researching was digital distractions yeah, so the massive. internet tv tiktok social media instagram turning on the tv cleaning the kitchen that's mine i clean that's what i do to procrastinate I reckon yours is more on your phone. Yeah, I do sometimes before I come to bed though. Like, you know you need to go to bed, but then you just sit there watching stupid shit. (laughs) Well, that's what you used to do because we had, the house before this was an upside down house and I used to go down to bed a little bit earlier and I used to crawl out of bed like four minutes later and be like, Ben, (laughs) are you coming down? And you you just used to be watching your car videos and stuff like that. Yeah, so late night I used to get stuck in YouTube holes of just watching car videos. YouTube holes... Oh, if you get stuck in the ones watching street fights for any of the guys out there. What's that? Street fights. Just like fighting each other. And it's like organized street fights, yeah. That's weird. Like the old school days, like Kimbo Slice stuff. You can just get stuck in a hole just watching street fights. I mean, you probably won't do that, but that, <sighs> that was one of the ones for me. Or like, I'll start on a street fight and it'll develop into something else. It's just whatever YouTube starts to throw at me, I, they do very good at it. 
the psychological oh, it comes loop. Upon the side. Yeah. T- watch this next. Yeah, I'm stuck. But to be fair, I and hate then, what happens when people then, watch our videos. And then watching t- a two-year-old push Thomas the Tank around the track for 40 minutes. Am I, <laughs> how, how am I Those here? videos are crazy, yeah. you know, though. There's videos of kids playing with toys and they get like 20 million views. Are they? Do you know, like, obviously there's monetary value there, isn't there, to like views, but you can put like whether it's for kids now. Is that mon- is that monetization taken away of the contents for kids? I don't know because technically, surely the parents are still looking, the parents are setting up the cameras. These mm. kids are like three and yeah, four. Are they are YouTube taking it away from them now, like where you don't get monetization or is it less monetization for content that's no, for children? So, so when we upload a video and it says, yes, it's made for kids, no, it's not made yeah. for kids, is that the bit you mean? Yeah. Because we always put, no, it's not well, made it, for kids. There's a thing called YouTube Kids now, isn't there? No, there's Netflix YouTube. It's not YouTube Kids. Yeah, there's a kids Oh, potentially. But a lot of these big channels yeah. upload onto normal YouTube. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. explains it though. Okay, that's they do. It. That's yeah. what Carl's have been saying. Like 20 mil kids views. ones get the highest YouTube revenues. I was just w- wondering if YouTube like limited like since they brought in that feature, how much I know what you mean about that feature. So if we put up a video and said no, it's not made for kids, it's kind of like is there adult content in it? Is yeah. there swearing? But I, I think it's that. I was wondering if you ticked yes, it is for kids. Whether that was like took the monetization level down or not because it's mm. like kids content and like. They, they, kid, a kid's getting paid for stuff I didn't know. Yeah. See, we're procrastinating now talking about YouTube. We are, we are. It can happen with chatting. Um, the last, the, the last bit on procrastination is like people sometimes also do it for different reasons. Like you can feel overwhelmed with tasks like we just said, but um, if you're poor with time management or, or even like you doubt yourself and doubt your own ability, that's mm. a big one. Like you'll put stuff off because you think you're not good enough to do something and that is one of the things of being a perfectionist. Like you feel like your work isn't done or you're not good enough for the task. And a lot of times just taking action with shit and doing stuff wrong is the best avenue to go down. Like if you are always learning, like I've said, you can never fail because mm-hmm. as long as you keep fucking up and fucking up and fucking up, as long as you're looking at that, doing a bit of an analysis of it and learning from it, then you'll just take better action next time. And that's the thing that happens with a, with a lot of the time and I don't think I struggle as much anymore because I don't care about fucking up or don't care about saying stuff wrong we're all gonna fuck up and say stuff wrong sometimes but again like you'll never doubt yourself if you just do it that way analysis paralysis I've heard of that yeah yeah Anal- over analyzing stuff so one of the points that I had mm-hmm about procrastination and productivity is improve your estimates. Explain. So when procrastinators estimate how long it takes for a task, so to complete a task, they tend to estimate without factoring in any time for procrastination. Mm -hmm. So they start a project or a task and the actual time for the task takes a lot longer than they estimated because time plus procrastination. Yes. They didn't account for that you will procrastinate at some point. You then get really disappointed. You get discouraged. You miss deadlines or you've not completed something and then you give up. So estimating time yeah. for people who are like quite heavy procrastinators, if you know you're going to go on your phone for 15 minutes and scroll, put that time into the task. So when it happens, you're not actually discouraged. Do you know what the other big thing with that as well? You just reminded me on mm. that exact same note is when I used to fill my diary up, 
of my diaries chunked up into times like every half an hour every hour and i would put in tasks all through the day one of the things that, that unscheduled sheet taught me to do as well and i do it now in my diary in between tasks i put things like shower yeah i've got a walk to do to there i've got a walk to here i've got to travel to there because if you just set task 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 you're not taking into consideration things that we do as human beings every day. Yeah. Like I'd do it and be like, fuck, why am I half an hour behind? Well, it's because you went a dirty bastard, you went out of the shower and a shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But if if you don't take those into things into consideration, you then get behind on tasks and you feel like a failure and you become overwhelmed. You've got to put those things in there. It, with, part of that on schedule sheet was putting the things that I want to do putting the things that I needed to do and then putting my tasks. Yeah, well, that's essentially what it is, but this was just on the scale of if you're going to scroll digitally or you're going to clean, factor in that time so you don't feel like it's Mm -hmm. getting away from you. I guess it's a bit like nutrition as well. When you're eating your daily food and you want a balanced diet, include the shit you like in your diet so you're not, so you, like, you're gonna have it anyway you want it anyway so put it in your daily calories mm-hmm. and it kind of there's no guilt yeah essentially that's a really bad way of explaining what i was explaining but it takes away that whole process of like guilt and overeating and things like that you've already got it in your mars bar your chocolate whatever it is yeah it's in there okay productivity tips have you got any they were my productivity tips okay name because it this is Look at where your time goes, so digitally. Improve your estimates. And actually, the last one, I do have a good last one. Reward yourself. Yeah. Reward yourself for not procrastinating. And that sounds really basic, and it can actually sound quite silly. But according to a lot of psychologists... It's basic behaviorism. Yeah. Promising yourself reward at the end of a project, or whatever it is, is really, really important. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be something massive. It could be, if I, f- I used to do it at uni all the time. If I finish 400, 500 words, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go for a shower. Now I'd go upstairs and be like, I'm going to have a bath in that gorgeous bathtub we've got. Mm-hmm. And it's having those little rewards. Oh, I might buy myself something. Do you know what I mean? It's having those little incentives that you're setting yourself. Yeah. They don't need to be monetary things. Like I said, you can go and have a luscious bath. But it's having something there for you to do yeah 100% rewards a massive one for kind of like instilling behaviors but the instead of coming up with productivity tips instead what I've decided to do and we can do it together is I think we live in this almost era of extreme productivity and kind of forcing stuff down people's throats to the point where people become overwhelmed with productivity tips, self-development stuff, and they don't know like how, or they start implementing too many to the point where they get overwhelmed. So I want to go through some and pick apart. Like I've got on this website called Formstack, which has got these eight productivity tips. I want to kind of think, pick them apart and go, is that bullshit? Or could you actually utilize that? Mm-hmm. So first one, you're more productive when you take breaks. I'd agree. Yes. Because it. it's, it's yeah. been shown that your actual attention span for most people only lasts like i think it's between 20 to 30 minutes you know which is why in that unscheduled sheet it says break it into half an hour chunks that's why when you're like revising for exams and stuff as well you're not supposed to sit there for like four hours because you're probably not going to take anything in after like the first half hour yeah number two tackle your hardest to do this thing in the morning absolutely that is so important double-ended sword though for me this one go on i think well i do it 
Uh, I tackle holidays things first in the morning because I fucking hate doing it later on and I'll probably just put them off. But then secondly, for some people, depending on what those tasks are, do you start your day on a shit note and not being like happy? Double end of sword. Anyway, just I, something to think about. Yeah. I mean, I start my day on a very positive. I, mean, I don't I don't mind getting my shit tasks out of the way because I know the rest of my day is going to be really stunning. Okay. Free, find the pro- productivity methodology that works for you. I mean, fucking obviously. Yeah, that's kind of like an obvious statement, isn't it? Number four, put it all down on paper. Yes and no. I do both. I have a I have a paper diary, but I've also got my AnyDo app on my phone, so I can set specific times yeah, stuff that pops up for too. me. Oh we, yeah, so writing stuff down. We use something called Asana as well, which like if the business. You, if you run a business or you've got work stuff, or you just you've got you, you're dealing with a couple of people or your PT or anything, Asana is actually quite good to use. I love this, and it look at me, look how flexible I am here. You're not flexible. That is pretty damn flexible. I could do that with my laptop on my lap. Just like I've got quite a lot of space. But yeah, writing stuff down, I feel like if you've got loads of things in your head, just slap, slap it onto the paper. You have to, yeah. Great. Uh, focus on why you're doing something. Number five. I guess that would help understand why you're doing this specific project and I guess why... It, a lot of stuff like that, I guess, has a deadline. I think what it's referring to like is, is probably like the importance of tasks. Like it, there's, there's tasks that you probably put in your diary... And you could probably scribble out, and if if you didn't do it, like nothing would change. Like it's not probably not that important. Mm. There's probably some tasks that you put in your diary and think I need to do that, and naturally you don't. Yeah, I noticed that. I'd scribble some things out and be like, I actually don't need to do that. Yeah, I just created a task for no reason. Yeah, six. Just to, that's more so. People do that when, because I get quite anxious and stressed when I don't have a lot in my diary. Yeah. And yeah, that's so actually really stuff. natural thing. So you create yeah. stuff to try and make yourself busy, but sometimes it's, it's important to take yourself away from that situation and just it's okay to not do anything. Mm-hmm. Six, think about tomorrow, today. That's a sh- that's stupid. I don't, I I don't agree like, with that. I think that's like a bish bosh thing. Of like, yeah, that's confusing. Think about tomorrow, today. It's like, think, a, yeah, that's like one future. of those Fuck quotes. Off, mate. It's one of those stupid quotes that you see on Google where people post it on Instagram. It's like, hashtag hustle. For today, for tomorrow. I, I guess I kind of did that yesterday to an element, but I didn't think that in my head. So, no, on Monday, sorry, I had a really bad stomach bug on Monday, but I had to film a YouTube video that went up on Tuesday night. I had to go up for an announcement post. Yeah. And I could have done it on Thursday. I could have changed it to Thursday, but I knew I didn't have enough time on Thursday, so I kind of forced myself to get it done, didn't I, on Monday? Yeah. And after I said to Ben, I feel really, really good that I did think about that I wouldn't have time to do it on Thursday. Yeah. So it's more so thinking ahead. Yeah, I mean, I do believe in planning your week out, but like, get your shit done today. I mean, the only thing I do sometimes for the, the following day, I'll just pencil in any of the little tasks in between that I need to do the day after. Yeah. Number seven, block out your own focused time to boost productivity. Don't really get that. I think that means like, meditation and stuff block out your own focus time to I think increase productivity it's, it's, it's focused focus time is critical for me to focus on progress on my projects but with so many distractions during a typical day it often becomes hard to get into flow that's like meditating yeah I'd, i've tried meditating it doesn't work for me i know it works for a lot of people but personally it doesn't work for me final one number eight align with the right teams on a consistent basis that's very business-based. I think that's difficult that's for most people yeah, to Yeah, that's not personal productivity. They just put that in there to be like, oh, I've got a fucking team of people. Yeah. <laughs> fucking look at me. Yeah. You never get dish. That's it. Uh, la, 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 la. La, 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 la. 
that's a personal uh, sorry that's not a personal one that's a yeah. business one isn't yeah, it yeah the, the only reason I told one some of these is because you see again like on the gram hashtag hustle harder and all these self development things that are in abundance now like there's just so much stuff you can procrastinate on procrastination tools stuck in motion not taking action there you go there you fucking go LD with the magic yep magic I'm so comfortable that's a good list it's a fantastic list and also I feel like we covered so many different elements under the same umbrella today it was all under yourself Mm -hmm. like your own personal self and how you deal with like your mindset but talking specifically about procrastination productivity and self-sabotage and obviously my birthday in the my coach school app yeah i think one of the biggest things to take away from today is like self-awareness and it's it's one of those things which i think comes with experience and age and it's very difficult to become self-aware yeah i guess it just i think it's through experience because because you can be stuck in a certain pattern like we said you can almost just become accustomed to being unhappy which is a horrible thing to think but you can become accustomed to being unhappy and it's a very hard situation to get out of because when you feel happiness you feel unworthy of it and you're like what's this emotion that i can't control i feel vulnerable and you use self-sabotage again to control those feelings um so i think they're really difficult but yeah hopefully this podcast has helped people if you've got any questions Drop, um, them on the YouTube. drop them on the YouTube channel in the in the question in the description box, not the description box, the comment section because we will try and get back to them. I think this is an important episode. Also importantly, talking of productivity tools, the Micro School app comes out in two days. If you are because you can not be you can be unproductive in the gym. Like if you're one of those people who in the gym walk around like a fucking lost puppy, and like I don't know what to do, I'm not too sure. I need something in front of me which is going to tell me what to do. It's going to take me for a session. I'm going to have someone there like a PT in my pocket who's going to talk me through each and every exercise so I know that I'm doing it efficiently, who I can, people I can rely on, people I can trust. Look no further. But also, on that note, we actually added in a section to the My Coach School app under the track where you can add your own goals and notes. So you can add your own productivity notes. You can add your own goals nutrition fitness personal business whatever they are yeah. so you can see them every single day once they're done you can delete it yeah. if you want to so it doesn't even just have to be fitness based it could be anything at all 100 percent. very exciting indeed there's a couple of new features on there as well i don't really want to spoil it for people I'll let people download it because there's some really cool features on there that i don't want to give away at the yeah moment. i wouldn't yeah so we've given you enough i think today we'll give you a bit of an insight again the link will be in the podcast description and in the youtube description for you to check out when the app is releasing and to be notified when it is released so you can just get on there straight away and get into some of the the programs there's eight to 12 week programs on there and there is we're basically going to be telling you more about it over the next week yes just make sure you definitely go over to my instagram ben's instagram and the my coach school because there's some fucking sick thing being uploaded on the 19th we don't want you to miss it but as always guys thank you so much for sharing the podcast tagging us everything like that leaving reviews going over to the youtube channel it means so much to us this is a funky little new setup for now actually i'm very comfortable you can probably tell throughout the whole podcast how i've drastically changed positions to being on a slounge position with no laptop i literally just shut my laptop as well it got way too hot i don't know what's going on it's not even plugged in but we will see you and chat to you once the app is launched once the app is launched in next week's episode but as always guys thanks for listening see you next one bye